All right, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Nice to have you aboard for Wasted Management Phoenix Open Week at TPC Scottsdale for the second of 17 elevated events where the purse has been raised to $20 million. We have to start with a little review from Pebble, and I'm just going to open it up with the with the pro-am side of last week's golf tournament. First off, we have to address that Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers uh, for now, Pat, uh, Packers quarterback is a complete cheater when it comes to riding his correct handicap prior to a pro-am golf tournament. You know, he he wrote himself down as a, a 10 handicap instead of a three. Now, we've all seen Aaron Rodgers in, you know, the, you know, a couple of the addition of the matches with Phil and Tiger. You know, we've seen him. Uh, down at Lake Tahoe playing the Corn Freight Tour Pro-Am event. He's not a 10 handicap. He's a three. He's a three at his home course. Uh, you know, and and him and Ben Silverman, the Canadian who was in on Sparks' exemption, end up winning the event by five. And, you know, there was players that were pissed. There was other, you know, celebrities that were pissed. There was tournament officials that were pissed. Uh, and, you know, they end up winning it by five. Keith Mitchell said after the final round that uh, had Aaron Rodgers marked himself down under the correct handicap, him and Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, uh, would have won the pro-am portion of Pebble. So I first had to address that Aaron Rodgers' pro-am win was totally fraudulent. But getting down to business here, 42-year-old Justin Rose was the winner at the AT&T uh, there's now a 22-year gap between the youngest and oldest winner on the PGA Tour this season. Tom Kim clocked in at the youngest at 20 years old, and then you had Justin Rose uh, win it last week at 42. There's been seven winners so far this season in their 30s. So uh, the whole youth movement, a bit, you know, a little bit in a pause right now. But to me, that's absolutely amazing because I want some of these older guys like Justin Rose and Jason Day. Uh, you know, even guys in their early 30s like Ricky Fowler and Max Homa, I want them taking it to these young cats uh, like Tom Kim and like Davis Thompson. Um, and, and we're seeing that happen over the course of this year. Rose started the final round with uh, a single shot lead over Kirk Kitayama and Peter Malnati. Victor Hovland and Keith Mitchell uh, were both PGA, are both PGA Tour winners who were within two shots of the lead to start the final round. You know, Hovland was my winner for the week, so I was rooting for him down the stretch. And we had Rose over Keith Mitchell in a matchup, which made you break a sweat until Rose ran away with it uh, with the win on on Monday morning. Not a ton of putts uh, were going in with all the moisture on those Poe greens at Pebble Beach. The weather was just disastrous over the last two rounds. You know, Denny McCarthy, uh, we're going to talk about good putters at at going into the wasted management today. I don't have Danny McCarthy this week, but he's one of those guys that can get hot. He was eight under through 11 and just making everything uh, on Sunday evening at Pebble. You know, everyone was asking who Denny McCarthy was uh, when he was paired up with Nelly Corda at the QBE shootout over the winter break. Well, he said, hello world at Pebble on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, he would go on to bogey uh, 13 to fall two behind Rose and, and one behind Malnati before play was suspended on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Justin Rose left Pebble with a two-shot lead and 
Once play resumed on Monday, there was never a point in time where Justin Rose looked like he was going to lose that lead. He, you know, he wasn't qualified for the Masters or any other major this year. His last win was in 2019 at Torrey Pines for the Farmers. And, you know, just over four years later, he comes away with his 12th career PGA Tour victory. It's great to see Justin Rose start the second leg of his Hall of Fame career that has included a U.S. Open and you know, a gold medal back in 2016 at Rio. You want to see vets like Rose, like Jason Day, like Matt Kuchar make a resurgence and give these young guns a run for their money. And, and speaking of young guns, you know, how about Pearson Cootie winning his second Corn Ferry Tour event in the last calendar year, just 23 years old? That's a name you'll want to mark down, circle it. Uh, that's a name that's going to be on the PGA Tour full-time uh, within the next few years, but I digress. For Dreamers, to see Justin Rose maintain the lead and win the matchup over Keith Mitchell was a treat. Plus, last year's Pebble champion, Tom Hoagie, Tom Hoagie easily handled Maverick McNeely in, in that matchup was priced at plus 105. So many talking heads were you know on their high horse about McNeely going into Pebble. And, and I told you about his driving accuracy numbers. And, and I told you about how that wouldn't hold up around Pebble. And, and guess what he does? He withdraws. Maverick McNeely withdraws after the third round due to not being in contention and not wanting to, you know, return for the, for the Monday finish and cash a check, you know, shame on him, but a win for dreamers uh, as Hoagie over McNeely easily cashed. Unfortunately, we didn't go through the week at Pebble without disappointment as our winner, Victor Hovland was in such great shape to not only win, uh, but to also cash the top 10 ticket had those two combined and, you know, the 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 Norwegian simply stalled out uh, during the final round, shooting even par, finished 13th just outside of that top 10 number. So, you know, I wouldn't go as far as saying he you know threw up on himself, but man, a few birdies over the final round and Hovland would have, you know, finished in the very least in the top eight. So that was a little bit of a disaster in its own right. I want to mention a couple things as far as the broadcast is concerned last week, Keith Mitchell was the second player to allow CBS to interview him mid-round uh, on the third hole at Pebble. Uh, I believe it came Saturday. Uh, I believe it came early on on Saturday. Max Homa absolutely crushed his on-course presser um, at Torrey Pines and, and would go on to win. I, I still think, I think if I had to rate the two, I'd say Max Homa had the best Keith Mitchell you know, second best is there's only been two, but, you know, not only were we able to hear Immelman and Nance and Nobolo go back and forth with Mitchell uh, about his process on the third hole and describing the disastrous weather conditions at Pebble Beach. He also added some, some fantastic commentary about his friendship with Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, who has played with Mitchell over the last several years at the pro-am at Pebble Beach. And once again, Mitchell and Allen should have won the Pro-Am trophy this past week had Aaron Rodgers not sandbagged the field uh, by listing himself as a, a 10 handicap, you know, uh, but I would say the best part of having that earpiece in Mitchell's ear was hearing the conversation be between him and his caddy, John Lamonte over his approach shot in the third hole. You rarely ever get an insight into the actual conversation that the player and caddy are having. And if you, in case you missed that, go find it on YouTube. Uh, you know, those are the conversations that you can actually take something away and learn something about your game with. 
and how to go about setting up for a golf shot. So let's get into the Wasted Management Phoenix Open. Once again, second of 17 elevated events. You know, there was just no question that Waste Management and the PGA Tour were going to increase this event to a $20 million purse uh, with how rowdy and electric this event gets over Super Bowl weekend. You saw the scenes on the Stadium 16th Green when Harry Higgs uh, who unfortunately didn't qualify for this event this year, and Joel Dahman uh, were taking their shirts off and beer was going everywhere. Let me tell you, with the elevated purses and more money up for grabs at this event, I think the party's only going to get bigger. Remember last year, you know, it almost got out of control when, you know, the fans were tossing the beer, you know, full beers onto the greens. You know, I, I think the players and and the tournament, they know that, you know, whatever happens, just let it happen because, you know, this is the tournament on the schedule that can suddenly turn Barney in the bar into the golf fan. You know, he's looking for a reason, uh, you know, to get behind the game. He's going to turn on the TV. There's going to be 48,000 rowdy fans on one hole um, on the 16th come the weekend. You know, the players are wearing their favorite football jerseys. The fans are getting fired up. When you think of the, you know, the average golf tournament and how stuffy, you know, things can get and how quiet you have to be, how lame you have to be, how boring you have to be. Well, you know, the wasted management does the the polar opposite. And in my opinion, if a golf course decides to hold a PGA Tour event, they should, you know, it should be a requirement to dedicate one hole to operate like the 16th at TPC Scottsdale. I think that's got to be, you know, a done deal. I saw, you know, I saw earlier today that CBS golf uh, is going to recreate the six, the, the golf set at the 16th hole at four other PGA tour events this season, uh, unconfirmed what those are going to be. And I'm not sure if, they're going to set up the the stadium around it. And by the way, it's not 48,000. It's a 15,000 person coliseum. You, you get the difference. Uh, but you can't tell me that if there's one hole uh, on every venue where the average Joe can go and party and be loud, that it won't grow the game. You want more fans? Have a 16th hole at Scottsdale every single week on tour. Okay, let's get into uh, the picks the order of play for discussing uh, waste management picks is is going to be uh, we're going to start by giving you the yes or no uh, of the top six favorites on the odds list. I want to make sure that I give you my thoughts on all the star power, uh, just as I would for a major with, you know, the football-esque atmosphere in the air in Scottsdale this week. You might as well call this the fifth major. And after the favorites, we'll move into Three matchups, just one pick to place this week, one winner and my dark horse, which will be a top 20 ticket. Um, and then we'll wrap it up with the dark horse scoring prediction and best bet. All right, let's get into favorites here with uh, with John Rahm at plus 900 on bet 365. He was actually a late commitment to the field this week. In my opinion, right now, John Rahm is the best player in the world coming in, having won four of his last seven events and the strategy doesn't change if you're a John Rom fan. If you're going to play Rom this week, you might as well bet on him to win. He's played this event 7 times and you know never finished worse than 16th. He went to school down the street at Arizona State, so you know the Phoenix Open is a title 
that he wants to win. And I know, you know, some people are going to be asking me, oh, if he's racked up, you know, all these top tens at the WM, WM over the years, why not just bet him at plus 105 to top 10? And, and listen, I, I know he didn't win the Farmers. He finished seventh uh, in his last start around Tory. Uh, he would have won had he not shot a couple over. But my answer to you is I'd rather bet him to win because he has proven this year uh, as I told you last week, that when he gets in contention on the weekend, the rest of the field starts to sweat. And I know all the star power is here this week, but you combine Rom's track record here and the fact that he's putting better than he ever has in his career. And the only play on Rom this week would be a winning ticket. Uh, just to confirm, that's not on my card, but I'm just telling you, if you're a John Rom stan, don't fall for the plus 105 top 10 bait. You know, don't fall for the, what is it, minus 120 bait on the top 20 ticket. Uh, you know, if you believe that he's going to get into contention this weekend on Sunday, take the plus 900 to win. Uh, away from Rom into the official world, number one, uh, Rory McIlroy at plus 900 on Bet Online, DraftKings, or Bet365. Uh, Rory is coming off his second win in three starts at Dubai Desert Classic, where he beat... Patrick Reed by one in a thriller. You know, finally Rory got some revenge uh, from Reed beating him at the 2016 Ryder Cup. I told you last week in the monologue that I thought Rory handled the pressure of that event wonderfully. He had, you know, live guys like uh, Patrick Reed, Ian Poulter, and, and Richard Bland all chasing his tail and going to that final round. Rory was very honest about how difficult it was to focus on his own game because. You know, it's no secret Rory has a ton of weight on his shoulders, not only as the voice of golf, but when it comes to defending his ground in those DP World Tour European events. The last thing that Rory needs is to be beaten by one of these, you know, live clowns and have, you know, the telegram and the rest of the British media talking about how, you know, the talent on live might be greater than the PGA tour because Ian Poulter or Patrick Reed beat Rory, you know, that's where the pressure comes from. And I thought Rory did, you know, an incredible job handling that in Dubai. And by the way, Dr. Chad Mum, uh, this past week, who is the, executive director of full swing golf's new netflix film that premieres next week on the 15th and let me tell you there was a lot of cameras following mcelroy and he takes some big some big shots at phil and patrick reed and the rest of those clowns so i'm fired up for that now as far as this week is concerned for rory he played this event uh, once two years ago and finished 13th and you know coming into this event he's been particularly flawless over his last three events. And I don't just say that because he's won, but he's picked up nearly a shot on the field in every single one of his last, I'm sorry, a shot on the greens uh, in, in every single one of his last three events. Usually Rory has some regression after a hot streak with the putter, but as I've preached all year, we might not see any regression with Rory on the greens due to the fact that he's working with the great Brad Faxton. I mean, seriously, when you look at, the track record of Rory with the putter since he's linked with Faxton, it has been actually flawless. So uh, picks wise, there aren't any matchups with any value as far as Rory is concerned this week. I'm going to be on Rory's top five ticket at plus 200 over on bet online. I'll tell you what I don't want to happen. I don't want Rory to hit his climax of this season 
too far before Augusta. We've got the futures ticket for him to complete the Grand Slam this year at the Masters. And I'd like to see him, you know, maybe win another event, but I want him to grab a couple top fives leading to Augusta. I like him to top five this week in Phoenix. Uh, so my first pick to place is going to be Rory McIlroy to top five uh, at plus 200 over on Bet Online or DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, or bet three six five. So let's move into Scotty Scheffler at fourteen to one. You can find that at William Hill, bet three six five or DraftKings. And you know Scheffler is the defending champion. And if you have been listening to me on the Dream pre- Preview over the last year, you know that the the Scheffler winning ticket set the tone uh, for the entirety of last season. It's tough for me to be critical of a guy who. You know, hasn't been outside of contention over his last five starts, but Scheffler, you know, still has not gotten over some of the putting issues that we've talked about all season. He finished 11th in his last start in Palm Springs, but was negative uh, in the strokes gained putting. I don't love that coming into an elevated event where a lot of putts need to be made. I will share this with you. There's some incredible value over on FanDuel where Scotty Scheffler is a plus 108 dog uh, to Xander Schauffele. Uh I'll give you a rundown on Xander next, but there is, you know, there's not a world where Scheffler, the, the Masters champion with a world number two, uh, you know, coming into a part of the season where he dominated last year, should ever be a dog to Xander Schauffele. I'm going to go ahead and book that regardless of the fact that, you know, Xander finished third here last year and, you know, he's coming in with a couple top 20s. I don't care. It doesn't even matter because there's no circumstance at any event right now uh, where Xander should be favored over Scotty Scheffler. Once again, first matchup alert that's Scotty Scheffler over Xander Schauffele at plus 108 over on FanDuel. Moving into. Xander Shoffley at 16 to one opened at 16 to one on bet three, six, five MGM or Bovada. And once again, nothing really against him at all this week. He has back-to-back top five finishes uh, at TPC Scott's over the last two years. But I listened to Xander Shoffley speak on golf digest, the loop podcasting with Chris powers uh, earlier today. And you know, that back injury uh, that took him out of the century is an injury that is still following him and really could pop up at any given event. Now, you you know, you could say, I know what you're saying, but Doc, but Doc, he, he finished third, he finished third at the Amex and, and 13th at Torrey Pines and is now coming in off a week at rest. Listen, you could make that argument, but I'm not going to spend, you know, any of my bankroll on a player whose back could flare up at any moment. I've seen that movie way too often in golf. So I'm a pass on Xander Schauffele this week. We're on to Tony Finau at 20 to one on MGM or Bovada. And I've had a lot of love for the breakout season. Tony Finau has had, obviously he proved me wrong in Houston where I faded him in two matchups. He ended up winning at Memorial park, you know, but this is a player who I'm very confident 
will break through and win uh, his first major championship at some point this year. I was talking with Sleepy about it earlier today. I particularly love Tony Finau at Oak Hill uh, and Rochester for the PGA Championship based on the fact that it's a ball strikers layout and we've seen some of the worst putters in the game win there over the years. So I digress on the Tony Futures uh, PGA championship plug, but you know, Tony comes into the wasted management off a, a ninth place finish at Torrey Pines. He played great. If I had to critique, he was negative on the greens for the first time in 11 events. So, you know, Tony's hot run with the putter came to an end, not saying that that's going to become a trend, but when you look at his past history at TPC Scottsdale, he's missed the cut in five of his last six starts here all fueled by bad putting weeks. He, he's, he's atrocious uh, putting around Scottsdale. I'll give Tony credit second here in 2020, but you cannot, cannot ignore his bumpy track record here. And when you talk about Finau, the only aspect of his game uh, it, that you ever have to worry about is the putting. And we have more than a big enough sample size to, to determine that he is a pass for this week. So nothing going on Finau. Okay, moving right along to Patrick Cantlay, who opened at 21 to 1 on FanDuel or Circa. And my worry about Cantlay is very similar to why I'm scared of Finau this week. Cantlay, who you know is number five in the world right now, is coming off a 26th place finish at Torrey, uh, where he lost a shot and a half to the field on the green. So there's definitely some concern with how Cantlay feels over the putter right now. That said, when you look at the large scope, He's gained strokes with the putter in 10 of his last 12 events. Uh, you know, he fired a 60 in the third round of the Shriners where, you know, he finished second in, in, in the last event, uh, his last event of the fall back in October. That's 60 still stands as the lowest round on the PGA Tour this season. So, you know, we know Patrick can go low. We know he can make the putts. And in his one start at the Phoenix Open last year, he finished second behind Scheffler after losing in a playoff. Uh, shocker, I'm a pass on Canley this week because he's only played two events so far this year. 16th at the Century, which was not impressive at all in the small field. And as I just said, he didn't putt well en route to a 26th place finish at Torrey. So for me, it's a wait and see on Canley. We're going to get him next week at the Genesis Open Tigers event. Let's see how he performs this week and then see if we can get a feel for him at Riviera. So nothing going on Patrick Canley this week. Okay, let's transition into the matchups. I already gave you Scotty Scheffler over Xander Schauffele, plus 108 over on FanDuel. Remember, we're fading Xander Schauffele with world number two, Scotty Scheffler. Now, Schauffele, the back is still a question mark there. So it's going to be Scheffler over Schauffele, plus 108 on FanDuel. Next one is going to be Sung J.M. over Cameron Young at minus 120 over on Bet Online, And Cam Young is returning from a... Second place finish at the Saudi International. So, you know, he had quite the travel week getting back to the States as opposed to Sung J.M., who is coming off a week of rest after finishing fourth at the Farmers two weeks ago. A lot of people have Sung J to win a major this year. I, I won't go that far yet, but, you know, the 25-year-old South Korean definitely got a little pissed off after that missed cut at the Sony Open, and he has played beautiful golf since. I love how... 
He puts on this side of the country. You know, the design on TPC Scottsdale is not all that different from TPC Summerlin, where Sung Jae won the Shriners just last year. I think this matchup is a simple strategy bet. Sung Jae is playing great, and Cam Young is coming off a very short travel week as he returns from his trip over to Saudi. So, uh, second matchup is going to be Sung Jae M over Cam Young at minus one twenty on Bet Online. The third and fi- well, not the final matchup. My best bet is also going to be a matchup. My third matchup of the day is going to be Sam Burns over Terrell Hatton at plus one hundred eight on FanDuel, and. You know, this is a very similar situation to the M over Young matchup. I mean, Terrell didn't play the Saudi International last week, but he's just a week removed from a two-week run at the Abu Dhabi Championship and the Hero Dubai Desert Classic, where he finished 38th. I understand he had last week to travel and get himself together, get himself to the States, but two weeks of golf in Dubai is still a lot when you have to play in Phoenix a week later. And that's why I'm fading Haddon with world number 15, Sam Burns, who had a very productive 11th place finish at Torrey Pines two weeks ago. This is a name that we haven't talked about a lot this year and not really for any particular reason. He's recorded two top 20s in his last four starts, Burns has. I feel like a lot of people look too far into Burns' withdrawal at the Houston Open, but he's really shown no other bumps in the road since. The former LSU standout has had plenty of experience at DPC Scottsdale, including a 22nd place finish there in 2021, and I say he rolls Hatton this week. It's going to be Sam Burns over Terrell Hatton at plus 108 on FanDuel. That'll wrap up the matchups for now. I'll give you another one uh, in our best bet. Okay, so I told you that I only had one pick in the pick to play section. That's going to be Sahith the Gala top 10 and plus 450 on Bet Online. And I'm going to explain it here as we move into the winners because my one and only winner this week is Sahith the Gala at 55 to 1 on Bet Online. So just so everyone's clear, I'm giving you two picks right now uh, Sahith the Gala to win at 55 to 1 on Bet Online and to top 10 at plus 450 on bet online. Now let's go over this. You've heard me say since the beginning of this season, say the Gala's breakout celebration is happening at none other than the great party at the wasted management Phoenix open. First off, there isn't a young player on tour more willing to embrace the crowds and embrace the loud eccentric behavior that comes at TPC Scottsdale than say the Gala is. Think about where he was a year ago at the halfway point of his debut in this golf tournament. He had the lead and would go, you know, on to record a painful third place finish. You know, Thigala is a player who learns from these mistakes and he's knocked on the door at big time elite PGA tour events on a regular basis ever since. You think about the fifth place finish at Jack's place. You think about the gala having the lead on the 72nd hole of the travelers before losing to Xander Shoffley. And you think about his close call at the RSM in the fall where he finished second. And I mean, how about in his last PGA tour start at Torrey Pines where he finished fourth, you know, this guy seems to be in contention every few weeks. And at 25 years old, he's had enough experience uh, being in the mix with the top guns on Sunday 
for me to believe that this is his week in Scottsdale. I think Seth Gala is going to be a, a kickstarter for the next generation of U.S. Ryder Cup teams. I believe he's going to win more than one major championship over his career. He's playing with Justin Thomas and Joel Dahman on Thursday and Friday. So, you know, there'll be nothing but outstanding vibes in that group. And, you know, one more note on Tagala. Right after he wins on Sunday – You'll see him featured in golf's new Netflix full swing, which premieres on Wednesday, the 15th. And after that, everyone will know who Sahith Tagala is. So let's buy some stock on him early. It's Sahith Tagala at 55 to 1 to win, plus Sahith Tagala top 10 at plus 450 on Bet Online. Let's move into the dark horse for the week. It's going to be JT Poston. To top 20 at plus 360 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And when you talk about TPC Scottsdale, this is a course that is top 15 on the PGA Tour in narrowest fairways with the seventh largest greens on the PGA Tour. I need someone that can hit fairway after fairway and get extremely hot with the putter. And there isn't a player that fits that description better than JT Postman. And he's shown he's capable of that on this course over the last four years, 26th and 19, 11th and 21, and 23rd last year at the Wasted Management. Poston won his second PGA Tour event last year at the John Deere, and he rolls into Scottsdale fresh off four consecutive top 25 finishes, including a seventh-place finish at the American Express in Palm Springs two weeks ago. So uh, my dark horse for the week going to be the Postman, JT Poston, Top 20 at plus 360 on DraftKings Sportsbook. Moving into the scoring prediction. Now, the weather in Scottsdale. It's going to be absolutely perfect all week. Lows of 45, a bit nippy, but highs of 75. It's going to be absolutely amazing. You know, 15,000 people on the 16th hole. It's going to feel like it's 80 degrees. Average winning score over the last 10 years has been 17 under um, at the at the Phoenix Open. I think with the good weather, not a cloud in the sky, I think Sahit Tagala gets to 20 under this week. So that's the number 20 under par is going to be the winning score. We transition into the lineup for this week. We'll start with Sung JM, you know, 35th ranked player on the FedEx Cup standings with an abundance of success out West. He's going to lead it off for me. Then it'll be Sahit Tagala, of course, my all-in winner this week. Uh, then third will be Davis Thompson, who's in off a sponsor's exemption and nearly won out in Palm Springs before, you know, John Rom completely suffocated his lead and stole the show out there at the Amex. Uh, so it'll go Sung JM, Sit the Gala, Davis Thompson at number three. Then we'll have Ricky Fowler. How about that? A guy that won this event in 2019 and is coming off in 11th place finish two weeks ago at Torrey Pines. I think Ricky gets hot here over some time this calendar year. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it's this week, but some good pass play. I got to throw him in my lineup this week. Number four, it's going to be JT Poston, uh, who is my sleeper. You know, he's shockingly cheap this week. As far as the lineup is concerned, he should be in every one of your rotations heading into the wasted management. So JT Poston uh, is going to be my fifth player in the lineup and rounding it out. Keith Mitchell, who is, you know, he's been fantastic um, at these golf courses with the tight surfaces, with the sandy lies, you know, out in the desert. He was right there down the stretch at Pebble and just faded out over the final round. I think he's going to have another huge week in Scottsdale. So let me just go over the lineup one more time. It's going to be Sung JM, Sahit Gala, Davis Thompson, Ricky Fowler, JT Postman, 
and Keith Mitchell rounding it out in the caboose. So that'll do it for our lineup. Quick break from the golf to tell you about the race to March contest we have going on over at pregame.com. This is a contest where the winner takes all $300. It's a free chance to win it as well. It's a college hoops contest. The most net units through selection Sunday wins, wins the $300 cash total. So don't miss your chance. Go to pregame.com, click on contest to find the race to March contest, winner take all 300. It's free and the action is rolling. Join today. Go to pregame.com and buy picks from Sleepy, AJ, McKenzie, Fezzik, all the sharps. And you can use my coupon code ACE20, that's ace two zero for 20% off all listeners of this podcast. You know, all the guys are rolling college hoops, Super Bowl picks. Go get it today. Go buy some picks. 20% off with my code ACE20. All right, back to the golf. Last but not least, we move into the best bet for the week. It's going to be Sahit the Gala over Lucas Herbert at minus 126 over on Pinnacle Sportsbook. And look at the schedule of Lucas Herbert coming into the Phoenix Open. Great results. Don't get me wrong. Third in Dubai. Uh, the, the the Dubai event where Rory beat Reed on the 72nd hole. And then Herbert goes and plays the uh, Saudi International where he finished third in a field full of clowns. And you know if you expect me to think that Herbert is going to have a good week at Phoenix after playing consecutive weeks in Dubai and Saudi Arabia, then you're crazy. You know, I mean, Xander Shoffley, go listen to this podcast I was talking about. Xander Shoffley, said it verbatim in that golf digest, the loop podcast that I was talking about earlier. He said it. If you see a player coming from across the pond on their third week in a row, then fade them, fade them. And anyways, I mean, say it, they're winning this tournament. So uh, my best bet for the wasted management will be Sahit the gala over Lucas Herbert at minus one twenty six over on pinnacle Sportsbook. All right, that's going to wrap things up for the Waste Management Phoenix Open Dream Preview here on RJ, RJ Bell's Dream Preview. In case you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at DRMedia59. That's at DRMedia59. And we will see you next week for Tigers event, the Genesis Invitational, the third of 17 elevated events. Wow, what a season ahead. What a life. We'll see you next week on the Dream Preview. Yeah,